Hello everybody, good morning, I hope you're having a great day. Well today we're continuing in our series regarding Christmas, the Christmas story, and so we're going to look at the wise men or the magi as the biblical accounts call them in the Bible. Let's look at this story together in Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chiefs, priests, teachers of the law, he asked them, Where is the Messiah to be born? In Bethlehem, Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are by no means the least amongst the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd the people of Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found them out, and found out from them exactly the time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you found him, report to me, so that I may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on the way, and the star they had seen, when it rose, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. This is a really interesting passage of scripture. These wise men or magi were the only characters outside of Israel that were included in the nativity story. So who were they? Well it's a bit of a mystery but most popular opinion is that they were priests from a religion that is ancient and eastern called Sorotism. In fact, there's a Persian text written by Darius many, many years ago, an ancient text that speaks of Magi. And many people believe, and scholars and Bible scholars believe, that actually these Magi or wise men actually came from Persia. Now, there would have been more than three of them. People think there was three because they only gave three gifts, but they would have had a whole entourage and there might have been a whole gang of priests that traveled to discover Jesus, the King of all the earth and worship him. They would have been educated, wealthy, influential, philosophers, counselors, or rulers of the day. They would have been acquainted with the ancient Eastern literature and religion and wisdom. They were like the wise men of, of Daniel in the days of Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And remember that Babylon was overtaken by the king of Persia in history and this religion would have carried on in that particular time as well. They apparently studied Old Testament scriptures. They knew the prophecy that was given through uh, Balaam in Numbers 24 verse 17 in the Old Testament, 1,500 years before Jesus was born where it says, a star shall come out of Jacob a scepter shall rise out of Israel, that's speaking of a ruler coming to Israel. And they probably understood the time that this star would rise, that would point to this new ruler 
of great significance through the book of Daniel because in the book of Daniel there are scriptures that indicate the time that the Messiah would be born and in Persia at that time there still would have been many 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 Jews for, uh, who would have been well versed in Old Testament scripture and of course the legacy of Daniel would have carried over who had a great influence as he worshipped God fiercely before Nebuchadnezzar so these priests would have been very familiar with the Old Testament scriptures so it's understandable that they were looking out for this prophecy to come to pass and when they saw the star arise at a certain time they packed their bags and went on their journey so who were they and why did they travel so far well their distance of travel if it was just as the crow flies for example would have been 1419 miles that's how far it takes from Persia to Jerusalem and it would have taken anything from months to maybe up to two years because uh, we know that when Herod who discovered the time of the star arising said every child needs to be slaughtered under two years old within the Nazareth area to um, to uh, reduce the risk of his kingship being threatened by the new messiah so here we have it a star rose when jesus was born they arrived and they arrived to worship him now what was the significance of this well the significance of these characters coming outside of jerusalem outside of israel was a, was significant because it's brought to our attention and brings to our attention that Jesus is not just a local king he's not just the king of Israel he's not just the Messiah of Israel but the fact that outsiders from another nation from another religion from another culture came to worship him and acknowledge Jesus as God and Lord and ruler and bow the knee before him signified that this king was the king of all the earth not just the king for Israel now the Jews had long been anticipating and waiting for the Messiah to come but in their thinking and understanding at the time it was their Messiah Israel's Messiah Messiah the Jews the Hebrews Messiah and he was going to deliver the nation of Israel from all tyranny and all oppression but God had another plan and a bigger scheme when he sent Jesus into the earth because it wasn't just a national king an Israelite king but Jesus came as king of all the earth because the Bible teaches us that Jesus is God in the form of a human being in fact there's a wonderful scripture that says the fullness of God dwelt in Jesus in bodily form he was the God of all creation coming to earth at that first Christmas time so that all of creation and all of humanity could come under his wonderful liberating freedom and rulership mercy and forgiveness and the whole earth for all who choose him could have God with them and that wonderful verse as we know and we see it on our scriptures uh, the Christmas card says Emmanuel God with him John chapter 1 says this in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word 
became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us and we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son and here we see the writer of the new testament gospel of john saying that god has become flesh and we have seen the glory of god in human form and that's what and that's and he is known as the son of god and he is called jesus which means savior and this is why jesus when he started his ministry he started saying turn or repent because the kingdom of god is at hand in other words there is a king now god has come as king of all creation of all humanity and inviting us to worship him and know his mercy love forgiveness and his presence in our lives and these wise men from another culture from another religion from another um background came to jesus even as a baby acknowledging that in this babe type state he was still fully gone and fully king and they knelt and they worshipped him now mary elizabeth joseph i think might have had a hint that jesus was god the king of all creation when the angel said to them don't worry don't fear this this child that will be conceived within you is conceived by the Holy Spirit. And there was a big clue there that this was a divine conception, not a human conception alone. But Jesus, as King and God of all the earth, these magi, these wise men, surrendered to him. They did it with their words, and they did it with their actions. They gave him gifts. And these three gifts have deep meaning. Gold represents kingship on earth. Frankincense is the symbol of deity. And myrrh represents death. It was an oil that you would anoint people with when they had died. And here we see a prophetic prediction and an understanding, an amazing understanding from these wise men, these magi who'd search the scriptures that here was a king who was God, who was divine, who would die on a cross for the sins of the world, that all who worshipped him and surrendered to him like they did would know his mercy, his forgiveness, a relationship with God, a place in heaven, and God living with them and being with them here on earth. And their response is like a blueprint for us to seek God and to search for him and to seek him in the light of the Bible, not just our own thoughts or our own opinions, but the scriptures revealed to us who God is and how we can be found just like he revealed to the Magi through the scriptures the Hebrew scriptures who God is and how they can be found and they went on a journey and found him I remember when I had an experience of God in Castle Cork Woods in 1982 and I wasn't a Christian before then but God gave me an experience an encounter with him and called me to surrender my life to him and when this happened, I thought, well, I know nothing about this God who has called me to surrender my life to him and serve him and worship him all the days of my life. 
and this clear, clear thought was given into my thinking. It came as like a pure thought right out of the blue that I knew God had put there. It was read the Bible. So I went home and read the Bible. And as I read the Bible, I discovered about Jesus. And I discovered that Jesus was the God that encountered me in the woods. And they were two the same. And it was Jesus who was inviting me to surrender my life to him and to serve him and to worship him and to discover his plan for my life. And that's what the wise men discovered and that's what we can discover and continue to discover it and grow in it every single day. So they sought him in the light of the Bible. I want to encourage you to continue to do that and make it your daily and life's habit and pattern. They surrendered to him. This was so important. The faith it took and the willingness and obedience it took to surrender in worship all to this child, this baby. This is an act of faith because who would surrender in worship to a child, to a baby? They, there's no intellectual evidence. They hadn't grown up. They hadn't proved themselves. This was just a baby, but they did it by faith. They surrendered their culture, their tradition, their spirituality, their past and their future. And this is what we're called to do. Having discovered Jesus to be God in the light of the scripture, we surrender all of our lives to him. We don't leave anything out of his rulership or out of his control that he may bless us and lead us and use us and make everything that he has given into our lives serve his purpose for our own well-being because he loves us greatly but for the well-being of others as too and we give our lives to him in worship and we allow him to be lord and king over all but also these gifts and these actions declared his death and resurrection and the meaning of it uh, that that myrrh that anointment that was given when people died it made it was a declaration that one day this king would die on a cross for all the things that we've done wrong so that as we turn to him as we surrender to him as we give our lives as worship to him as we follow him we can know his forgiveness we can know his cleansing our past can be known can be gone all the mistakes all the regrets removed gone we can know a place in heaven because everything that we've done wrong that would separate us from God has been removed through Jesus dying on the cross. When he died upon the cross, he took every wrong, every sin, everything that would separate us from God and he was, took the penalty for it in our place. So as we turn to him, a substitution, a transaction takes place. I put my faith in Christ and he gives me his forgiveness and a place in heaven. And he promises never to leave me, never to leave you or forsake you. But he comes our Lord, our God, our friend, our helper, our rock and our guide. And we discover a new purpose for living and an assurance of heaven when we leave this earth. And so these kings set a blueprint. They discovered him, they surrendered, they worshipped and they proclaimed him. And the other thing that this story gives us is an insight into how God leads us to himself. He gave them a sign, it was a star. And God always leaves a trail, a sign. The mysteries of the Bible, the prophetic predictions of the Bible, the writings of the Bible are a message and a sign to us. But there are other signs as well. 
It says that in the Psalms, the heavens declare your glory. Without a word, they proclaim speech day after day. Let's think about it, the stars, the stars, the moon, the planets, the wonderful mystery of life on this earth, how it sustains and holds life in a wonderful and mysterious way. The chance of it happening is, I know, billions to one, who knows, I don't know, but, but the fact is life can be sustained on this planet. We haven't yet discovered a planet where life is sustained, but it is on this one. And all of that points to the fact that God made us and made this planet and made you to fit on it, that you may know him. And it points to him. The fact that you and I have a longing and a meaning and a desire to know meaning in our lives, God has put that there. He's, and it's really a, a longing to know him and discover life's purpose through being in relationship with God and serving his purpose for our lives. The coincidences that sometimes happen, we may pray and something will happen or we meet somebody by chance but all of these things are like God tapping on our shoulder signs following a trail follow the breadcrumbs and they lead him to him and even a message like today can be a sign a tap on the shoulder saying I'm here I want you to take a journey like the wise men to seek me out and discover me and know my purpose and love for your life. So as we surrender our all to God, as we worship him, and as we live to make him known, we follow in the footsteps of the wise men. And today, maybe it's a time for you to surrender to Jesus for the very first time as your king, and worship him as your God, and live life to make him fully known and bring him glory and live a life with a purpose and the big picture of what God wants to do in you and through you. Or maybe you've been following Jesus for some time like me and you have a longing in your heart for your worship and your surrender to go deeper and your life to reach more people for the purposes of God, that more people might discover his love, his freedom, his healing and assurance of heaven and know his wonderful presence in their life and if you're like me and you long in this coming year that your life will go deeper and your worship will become more meaningful and your life will have more impact or maybe you want to surrender your life to Jesus for the first time why don't you join me in prayer now and we can express that desire to God together God bless you. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for the story of the wise men, the Magi, and how you called them from another culture, even another religion, another nation, that they may discover the God of not a nation, the King of not just a nation, but all the earth of all humanity, and that you gave them the wisdom to surrender their lives and their worship to you. And today, Lord, we want to take that step again to surrender to you, whether it's for the first time or we've done it many times, we want to say, Lord, we surrender all of our lives to you today. 
We pray that you'll take charge of every aspect, everything, and we give it to you as a gift for you to bless and for you to use, to reach others, to introduce others to you, to bring good on earth, liberty and love, justice, forgiveness and mercy, grace and the discovery of who you are. We pray, Lord, for all sins to be forgiven, all barriers to you to be removed. And we thank you for the fact that you've said you'll never leave us or forsake us because we've turned to you and you'll never cast us away. We thank you that heaven is our home, but we have life on earth to live with you today. And we thank you as the wise men took that journey of faith and adventure to discover the big picture. We pray, Lord, that our lives will be a journey of faith and adventure and will continue to live in the light of the big picture, knowing meaning and purpose. And we pray that 2021 will be a year of meaning and purpose from the presence of God in our lives. We give these things and ourselves to you with love and with thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Looking forward to seeing you soon. And I trust that 2021 will be an exceptional year for you. Take care.